Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray changes his gimmick after all these years. Are you kidding me? Guy's in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the greats, one of the most decorated wrestlers of all time. Changed his gimmick on Saturday. I'll explain during the Busted Open podcast. Also, Bully and I break down the last 15 minutes of WWE SmackDown from this past Friday with Roman, with Brock, and especially Paul Heyman right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Do. First and foremost, a lot of people think I'm going to give you shit this morning. Uh, and it's in reference to something <laughs> that happened at your stomping grounds, the ECW Arena, on Saturday night. But that is not going to happen, Bully. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you praise. Oh, no, <laughs> you ain't setting me up. I set you up. You don't set no, me no. up. I am going uh, to give you a lot of praise. You came on the air last week and said that Tony Khan showed some balls by having an hour-long draw with Hangman Page and Brian Danielson to start off Dynamite last week. I got to tell you, Bully, you got some balls, and I'm going to tell you why. You're a Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer. As I always say, one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Like I already you, see it coming. I already you, see it coming. I already see it coming. I know where it's going. You can sit back could, and just take it. Ugh. Dude, you you could be like Kiss. You know what I'm saying? Like Kiss right now, they're they're doing their farewell, farewell tour, which they've been doing now for the last ten years, and they play the hits. You know, they play rock and roll all night. Detroit Roxy, you know what you're going to get when you go see Kiss. I'm referencing something that you talk about here on Busted Open all the time. I got to give you a lot of credit. You decided on Saturday to completely change your gimmick. Like, you're known through put, uh, putting people through tables. And then all of a sudden, as a Hall of Famer, you decide, you know what? I'm going to throw that completely out the window. And now I have a new gimmick. I'm not going to put people through tables. I'll try. 
I'll do my hardest to do it. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm completely changing my gimmick. And I'm going to have where I actually don't put people through tables. Dude, I, I that that takes balls, man. That, I mean, as to, you know what, dude? I give you all the credit in the world, man. Changing your gimmick this late in your career. God bless. I hope you get run over by a gasoline truck and taste your own blood. <laughs> don't say that because that's. I, I, I totally, I'm, I already know how I'm going to, I'm going to pass. I'm going to slip on a banana peel. Watching me try to right put somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Never, Amazing. ever, ever in my career. I mean, I've had tables like crumble just because of movement in the ring. Like, I remember we went to go 3D edge one time, and one of the legs gave out because as edge was running, the, the ring was shaking, the leg gave out. I've had, like, tables topple over. Never, ever, ever, or at least that I can remember, have I taken anybody and slammed them directly through the middle of a table, and the table just basically said, fuck you. And you and you later on responded to the table too. I never seen a grown man talk to a table, but you did on Saturday. But bully, oh, I gave what, him, I gave him a piece of my mind. Gave I what, gave that table. A, I gave him the what for? You gave him what for? You gave that table what for? Now, for those who haven't seen it, and you can see the video at Busted Open Radio, uh, and this was well pumped up here on on Busted Open. You know, we had Jerry Lawler and Bully in the ring on Saturday at the ECW arena. Jerry Lawler, still not kind words. There is no doubt Jerry Lawler was the heel Saturday night. I mean, dude, he got the resounding boos. People yelling and screaming and cursing at him because he had so many negative things to say about ECW on this show. So, you know, Bully and Jerry Lawler had that match, and in fine fashion, Bully tried to put Jerry Lawler through a table, emphasis on the word try, and it didn't happen. And I got to say, man, as angry and as pissed off I am at Jerry Lawler for the things that he said on this show, for a man of, of, of the man's 72 years old, for God's sake, dude, he looks better than me, and I'm 50. The, the guy looks phenomenal. Smile from ear to ear the entire night. I mean, this guy, I mean... He is, you talk about the eighth wonder of the world. It could be Jerry Lawler after seeing him this past Saturday night, bully. And all serious, man looks phenomenal. He's in great shape. Um, and I didn't know how I was going to speak about Jerry this morning. And I want to take the high road on this because I think... It's over, it's done with, whatever. As I said to Jerry, standing in the middle of that ring, I had nothing but respect for him. I'll never forget the first day I met him when I got to the WWE. It was great to be in a ring with Jerry Lawler. I got to be in a ring with Jerry Lawler in the ECW arena. I mean, for me, the only thing that would, you know, uh, top that is what? To be in the middle of a ring with him in the Mid-South Coliseum? Yeah. Dave, or in Memphis for, someplace? But, but maybe for him, but not for you. For you to have somebody that you grew up watching, somebody that was, you know, great to you in the world of the WWE, uh, and then to to have him in the ECW arena where 
you know, you're getting resounding cheers and he's getting booed. I can't think of a better moment than that. And I think we got to the bottom of Jerry's, like, animosity or jealousy. Even one of the fans yelled out at him, you're jealous. Um, you know, when, when I said to him, I said, Jerry, you're pissed off because nobody ever chanted Memphis. You know, they all chanted ECW. You know, he came back and he said, what you guys did in ECW, we did before in Memphis. You guys kind of stole it. Like, I, I don't know how people feel about that, but that's obviously what Jerry was mad about. But yes, he's uh, he's in phenomenal shape. It was a pleasure to be in the ring with Jerry Lawler. I'm not on social media telling him that it was a pleasure in the ring to be with him. I didn't go up to him in the back and say it was a pleasure to be with you because I still have a little bit of animosity towards him about what he did on the show. That being said, I was excited. I was in a great mood. Being in the arena, it will never get old. I wish the table broke. I've used that table. That's not like a WWE style table. That is like an old school banquet table. I've used them before and they've always broke. This one just said, uh uh, not today, pal. This table was not moving. If, and if you watch the video, like after I, and I never, normally I don't body slam guys through a table. I normally power bomb them through, but getting Jerry up for that power bomb would have been probably a little bit more difficult. So I figured out I could just body slam him right through. That table had no give. And then if you see, I'm pressing down on the middle of it. I'm like, damn, what the hell's going on with this thing? I tried again and he just bounced off. In retrospect, I guess beating him with a pile driver is more of an FU than actually putting him through the table, though, Dave, yeah, right? You, you beat him with his own finish. So, hey, whatever. I beat him. The table didn't break. Uh, I'm glad that everybody's kind of in on the joke with me. That, like, I, <laughs> I hope people are laughing with me and not at me. I think you're laughing at me, though, because yes. this is your chance. You don't get many chances at me, and this is your chance. So for the next, like, two hours and 50 minutes, I've got to sit here and suck it up and take it. Well, I mean, there was an arena full of people chanting, fuck you, table, uh, <laughs> which I don't, think, I don't think I've ever heard that chant ever, and it's, uh, it's uh, fine that it happened in the ECW arena. Like I said, you've you beat him with the pile driver, that old school Jerry Lawler pile driver too, which I thought was phenomenal. But it was kind of it was kind of fun to see Jerry Lawler just bounce off that table. Uh, but uh, awesome night at the ECW arena this past Saturday. Always great seeing the busted open nation, and at least a dozen people came up to me, bully, and said that the reason that they came on Saturday night was to see us, which is always, that's always great. And during these crazy times, I still find so much pleasure in having the opportunity to meet the nation. And you and I were both able to do that on Saturday, which was great. What was it like for you to be standing in the middle of a ring with Raven and Kevin Sullivan? Yeah, I mean, two of the best talkers ever, right? Um I kind of said, probably asked a question that probably shouldn't have. Raven got upset with me. I said, you know, you're a legend. You're one of the most intelligent, one of the most decorated wrestlers of all time. Uh, 
but yet I look around this arena and I see banners and I don't see one for you. And he obviously, Oof. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he did. Uh, he took exception to that question, which I can understand looking back at it now. Uh, and then Kevin Sullivan coming into the ring and bully like that was the time for me to exit because it wasn't about me anymore and it wasn't about busted open. It was about uh, Raven and Kevin Sullivan. But I stood in the ring. I didn't give a shit. I I I want to say that I stood in the ring with Kevin Sullivan, and I'll say this too, Bully, S- standing in the corner and listening to Kevin Sullivan talk, like it brought me back to being twelve years old again, like you know, and this it's it just mesmerizing. I mean, you know, he's definitely one of the best talkers at his age too, uh, truly a legend, and obviously Raven with some of the. Some of the, the greatest memories. In true LaGreca fashion, I had a slew of questions to ask Raven. I was completely prepared to do a, a full 15-minute interview with Raven. I got one question out, so I did all that preparation for nothing. I only got the one question in. But, uh, you know, obviously, Bully, you know Raven well. Um, one of the best talkers, you know, one of the best... Some of the greatest ECW moments came from him in that building. So, obviously, goosebumps being in the ring Saturday night. Well, I, I thought it went very well. That question you, you asked was a bit of a kick in the balls. But overall, a very good show from Battleground Championship Wrestling. Uh, lots of great reviews. If you're at the show, give us a call. Let us know what you thought. 877-344-4893. Do you know what the first thing that went through my head when that table didn't break, Dave? What's that? Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Yeah, that was a. Hey, I man. said, "Oh my God, I'm gonna get so killed on this one." Yeah, but Some, whatever. Somewhere, Tony Khan was watching and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show him. But uh, but yeah. Did oh, you did you see ahead. the video that played after my match? I did not. I heard it, but I did not see the video. I did not. I was going to ask you about that. I wasn't sure because I didn't know what was going on after that match. Onita sent a video to Battleground Championship. Yeah. He called me out and challenged me to the next show in March at the ECW Arena in a death match. Oh, my gosh. Oh. At least I know where I'm going to die and when. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Preparations are in order, Bully. So at least, <laughs> yes. you know, we're, we're going to know. We're going to know. Uh, that's amazing. I did not see that video. That's crazy. That's um, that's that's amazing. Well, looks like I'm taking another trip to Philly at some point. Um, definitely would love to hear from people who are at part of history, I think, that moment where Bully could not put Jerry Lawler through the table. Dick. I mean, you know, like when we go back and talk, talk about some of the greatest moments in the history of pro wrestling, you know, I have I have to change my laminated list now. I have to throw out my laminated list and have a new one because that moment is definitely on my top 10. Bully not being able to put Jerry Lawler through a table at the ECW arena of all places. Are you ready? This is Renee Paquette, and I've got a new tag team partner, one of the toughest women in MMA, Misha Tate. We're going to take over the radio every Monday on Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. 
Join me and Renee as we cure the Monday blues by dissecting every major headline happening in the cage, the ring, and everywhere in between. Don't be scared, homie. So listen to Throwing Down with Renee and Misha Mondays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This past Friday, that last 15 minutes, Bully, amazing, amazing, amazing all around. And I'm talking the crowd was amazing. The Usos were amazing. Roman, Heyman, Brock. Perfect end to that show this past Friday. Tell me how this is not the best story being executed in the entire pro wrestling business right now. I can't tell you that it's not because it is. And there ain't a person on this planet who can convince me otherwise. What we're seeing between Paul and Roman and Brock and the Usos is perfection everybody is playing their role perfectly this is a very very simple story that be is being executed in a way that you are forced to be reeled in from the the way they look at one another to the tone and the inflection in Paul's voice and in Roman's voice, the way the Usos hang out on the outskirts of the spotlight in the middle of the ring, just like the peas and carrots to the steak and potatoes that are standing in the middle. Everything. Thank you for the 40 years of service to my family. Because for those who don't know, Paul has been associated with the Samoan family, the Samoan dynasty since he was a kid and you're fired just like that bang it's over and just as about as about roman is going to cave in paul's head via what looked like to be a one-man concerto the music hits and the place erupted did the place erupt for a baby face no did the place erupt for a heel no the place erupted for a superstar. Yep. A superstar that people refuse to give the right amount of respect and props to. You know, Roman has this whole thing, acknowledge me, right? As yep. the head of the table. If anybody should truly be acknowledged in the wrestling business, it's Brock Lesnar. Because Brock is so damn good at what he does. And he's so smart, but a lot of quote-unquote smart fans who are actually dumb as the frickin' day is long don't get it. Brock is a megastar. Brock is on the same level 
as Austin and Rock. But because Brock had come and gone a little bit, you don't really see it. He comes in and he destroys everybody. Two F5s and stands there like more of a beast than I think I've ever seen Brock look at. Brock is more of a killer now than he has ever been. Brock wasn't. Brock's more of a killer now than he was at 20 and 30 and 40 because Brock is smarter. He's more mature now. He gets it more. And the older you get in the business, the clearer it becomes on what you have to do, but more importantly, what you don't have to do. And all Brock Lesnar needs to do is show up when his music hits, destroy everybody, and leave. I, I, I can't, there's not one aspect of that segment where I could say, oh, I wish they would have done this better or something. There, there was one small thing on the floor. Uh, Brock took a super kick from one of the Usos on the floor. Like he gives one Uso an F5. Turns around, the other Uso catches him with a super kick. Brock basically no sells it and F5s use. I just wouldn't have hit that super kick. But that's I mean, such that's such micromanaging. It's not funny. I I actually like that super kick because it, it did momentarily daze him just a second. And and actually Cole made reference to it. Like he made reference to that super kick, but he but he was able to brush it off. And ju- it it just tells you. It just tells you. All you need to know, and and him getting you know what he what he was able to do to Roman. I agree with you on Brock, because I've had a love hate relationship with Brock, and and the reason why is in his book Death Clutch. I think was the name of the book. He didn't have a lot of glowing things to say about pro wrestling and about his time with the WWE. And I and and I took umbrage to it. It bothered me because I was a big Brock fan. Um. But you know what? Him going to the world of the UFC, becoming a UFC champion, and again, every, all the naysayers shitting on Brock saying, oh, yeah, you know, the world of the UFC is going to bring Brock to his knees. That pro wrestler is not going to make it. Well, he came in, he, he said, fuck you to everybody, and won the world championship. Brings credibility to Brock. And I think since that time, since he's come back bully, as you said, more mature, understands the world of pro wrestling so much better, has embraced that world of pro wrestling and made it his own. And so that's Brock. And then that segment from Friday, as you said, Bully, it connected the creative dots. A lot of times the WWE doesn't do that. A lot of the times the WWE, something that happened six months ago is ancient history. Not when it counts, not when it matters. Roman Reigns making reference to the 40 years that Paul has had that relationship with his family. That's so key. And then the follow it up with the you're fired. It's perfect. It's, it's the kiss of Michael Corleone to Fredo. That's what that was to me on Friday night. It was perfect. You mentioned the Usos. The Usos coaching up Roman during that segment was perfect. The commentary during that segment by Cole, like, I mean, perfect. Pat McAfee was great during that segment. It was absolutely perfect. You don't hear me saying that about the WWE a lot, but Bully, as you know, when it matters, when it counts, the WWE delivers, and they did in that segment on Friday night. Big time. Big time on Friday night. Uh 
And make no mistake, this story is as great as it is for one reason. Because it's coming from the mind of Paul Heyman. That's it. Paul's always the anomaly when we talk about all of the stories in in the WWE. Why is this story so much better than any other story? Because Paul's involved. Paul's involved from a creative point of view, not as it, I like he's on the creative team, but this is a this is something that he has say in. And I'll be damned if Brock is not going to trust Paul. Roman definitely trusts Paul. This works in every way, shape, and form. Every other story in the WWE is ho-hum. Sometimes a story will pick up a little bit of steam. Sometimes something is good. People seem to be like what's going on with with Liv and, and Becky. But there's no depth. It's always tip of the iceberg storytelling in the WWE. And what you see from that iceberg being the tip is a fraction of what the iceberg actually looks like. What we're getting with Heyman and Roman and Brock is what lies beneath the surface. So much depth. You don't know which way Heyman is going right now. You don't know if it's a swerve. You don't know if it's a double swerve. You don't, have, you don't know if it's going to be a double turn. Who's the baby face? Who's the heel? In this situation, it doesn't matter. Because you're sitting back and you're eating your popcorn and you're waiting for everything to unfold because you're just like, somebody's going to get somebody. It's like a spy movie. It's like espionage. It's a 007. You, it's like the clue. You know somebody's the killer, but you're just not sure who it is. And you're going to have to wait till the end of the movie to find out one plus one plus two plus one. Or is it one plus two plus one plus one? <laughs> for all the clue fans out there they'll get it <laughs> uh bully and, th- and this is why i definitely want to hear from the nation 877-344-4893 fight 93 where is this leading to with Heyman? bully i i loved reading the comments on friday there's people they were fans that are thinking that's the end of Heyman. Is Heyman done with the WWE because he got fired from Roman? Like, this was that the end of Heyman? And then there's people saying, was this Heyman's plan all along? Was this the whole time was he behind Brock? Like you just said, is this a swerve from Roman? Like, that the fact that everybody everybody's talking, just the Heyman, forget about Roman and Brock, that people are talking about it that much just from the Heyman point of view tells me that this story is clicking with their fans. Sometimes when you have an elaborate setup, you got to take one for the team just to reel everybody in. I wouldn't be surprised if when they go back and tell the story of this that what we saw from Heyman the other night is him taking one for the team, a big elaborate setup to reel Brock Lesnar in. Or maybe it wasn't. This is fun. This is great to sit back and go, which direction are they going in now? If anybody can swerve me, it's these guys. And, and, and I want the wool pulled over my eyes. I want to be swerved. I want to be able to say, holy shit, that was awesome. I never saw that coming. That's the beauty of what we do. You want to, you know, pull the rug out from everybody's feet. You want shock and awe and amazement. 
You don't want to see it coming. Seeing it coming from a mile away is the shits. It's boring. Oh, I predicted that. Oh, that's not that much fun. Don't you like it when you're completely caught off guard, Dave, and you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and that's what's happening now with Brock. I I honestly think now we could put the whole Rock, you know, rumor to bed. I don't think you're getting the Rock at WrestleMania. As a matter of fact, right now, I don't even know if I would want to see the Rock at WrestleMania because that would mean it would be the end of the story between Brock and Roman. You just built something with Brock that Bully, you said years ago, could happen. Make him a baby face. The fans really want to cheer Brock Lesnar. They don't want to hate Brock Lesnar. They don't want to boo Brock Lesnar. They want to cheer Brock Lesnar. And you're right. There is nobody on that roster right now that's getting the reception that Brock is. Bully, we talked about the WWE fan base sitting on their hands. They are certainly not sitting on their hands when Brock is coming down that entrance ramp. It's exactly the opposite. On SmackDown on Friday, you saw everybody on their feet at the end of that segment. Go back and watch Brock's entrance from the second his music hits. Listen to the people. Yeah. Tell me who else is getting those kind of reactions. There's nobody. Those are superstar reactions. Those are legit pops. That's when you know you're over. Yep. And End of is, story. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens, Bully, at day one. That pay-per-view is huge. Because if I were to guess right now, your main event for WrestleMania is going to be Brock and Roman. But we're going to see Brock and Roman at the day one pay-per-view. So it's going to be interesting to see if that's truly going to be your main event, what's going to happen to this pay-per-view on day one. Day one will officially set the table for what happens at WrestleMania. I have to watch day one just to see what's going to happen between Brock, Roman, and Paul. There's your selling point for the entire pay-per-view. Why wouldn't you tune in? If you're not tuning into this, you're robbing yourself of some quality sports entertainment. That's just my opinion. Now, Bully, I said something before about, because we had a whole show where we talk about the possibility of rock and that rock would be the exclamation point for this story. After what we saw on Friday, now I was talking to a lot of fans that think even more so they believe rock is coming back. After what we saw on Friday and the fact that we're getting a Brock Roman match at day one, do you still think there's a possibility of rock coming back for WrestleMania? I don't see how The Rock fits in this year's WrestleMania at all. What if, if, if you did Rock versus Brock, what do you do with Roman? If you do Rock versus Roman, what do you do with Brock? I am too invested in this storyline. I want to see the payoff at WrestleMania, or I want to see the payoff the night after on Raw of WrestleMania. This is one of those cases. Too good of a story. And listen, with Paul behind this, there's no way Paul, who is associated with both men, is not planning a story that leads up to a monster payoff for all three of them. He's not. Paul's not going to come up with a story that ends at the Rumble. 
Paul's going to come up with a story and pitch a story that involves Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman standing in the middle of the ring in the main event of WrestleMania in front of 100,000 people at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, where all three of them are guaranteed a monster payoff. And, And Bully, here's the thing. Like, here we are in 2021, and we just had a match that went an hour on TV. And we're getting a long, long story with Roman Bull. This is, again, this is evidence that, as you said, if you build it, they will come. If you give it, they will watch. If you give a match that's going to get people emotionally invested, they're going to stick and stay for an hour. If you give people a story that's going to get you emotionally invested, Bully, people are going to stick and stay. This this Roman Reigns acknowledge me head of the table has been going on for a long time. It has not gotten slow. It, it, is, it is not at the point where you're like, enough already. If not, they're giving you more elements that are getting you excited. Again, further evidence. If you build it, they will come. And they're building it. No reason not to watch it. I agree. I don't, know, I don't know how else I could put, put this segment over, this story over, the performers over. These are top tier, top of the food in Maine pro wrestlers and sports entertainers who are hitting on all cylinders, doing their parts perfectly to tell an incredible story. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 